For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Steve Berman, who covers the Oakland Athletics for The Athletic, about the Oakland City Council decision to approve a non-binding financial term sheet for the Athletics' new stadium agreement in a critical vote that went down on Tuesday morning. The City Council voted 6-1 to one with one abstention to approve the term sheet, which was submitted by the A's and lays out the basic ballpark project fundamentals. What does it mean? We'll talk to Steve Berman next. Pick his brain about whether or not the A's are getting a new ballpark or whether or not they'll be on their way to another city sometime after 2024 when their current lease at the Oakland Coliseum or the Ring Central Coliseum expires. All things we can talk about with Steve Berman, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, July 21st. Always a pleasure when we can talk baseball, specifically Oakland A's baseball with Steve Berman. And Steve, we had you on a, a couple of weeks ago when you, you started covering the A's full-time for The Athletic. And now you're not so much covering the A's as much as you're covering city council meetings and votes about whether or not the A's are going to get a stadium at the Howard Terminal. On Tuesday, the city council voted 6-1 to one to approve the non-binding financial term sheet for The Athletic's new stadium agreement. With a critical vote, uh, that was a, a huge vote that they needed. The city council voted 6-1 to one with one abstention to approve the term sheet. Steve, what does this mean, man? What's going on? Are they getting a stadium or are they not? It now seems like the city has approved this, but everybody says the ball is in the ace court. What's going on? What can you tell us about this? It's very complicated. It's definitely one of those deals like the movie, it's complicated, or Facebook <laughs> status. To actually know what this means, it really depends on what how the A's react. Their first reaction was bad in terms of if you want a stadium to stay in Oakland because Cavill said pretty much what he had said. Dave Cavill, ace president, leading up to this, which was, that the A's had a term sheet that they submitted, and they wanted the city just to vote on their term sheet. The city instead negotiated with the A's. Apparently, they were up until late at night over the last few nights negotiating, and then they had their own amendments on this term sheet. Councilperson uh, Rebecca Kaplan read those off today during the meeting, and one of them was that there would have to be some affordable housing included in the real estate portion of the Howard Terminal project. So afterwards... Cabell's response was pretty much two minutes rambling about how great it was to hear everyone's public comments, the citizens' public comments, and then what the council people had to say and all the work that they had done. But then he said pretty much the same thing he had said before, which is that a vote on this doesn't really make much sense because the A's didn't really even know what the amendments were going to be until they saw them today. And they are not, as he said, uh, in concurrence with them. So, you know, in that case, you know, I don't know what that means. Does it mean that the A's say, okay, if the city's going to stick with this, then we're just done. We're pulling our cards and we're going to take them to Vegas. Or does it mean that they're going to take this? Cavill's going to go to John Fisher. The A's are going to talk about this internally and then come back with some counter proposals. And that's what I assume is probably going to happen here. I don't think that the A's necessarily have a deal ready for them in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And if they do move to Las Vegas, it would have to be approved and they would have to pay probably like a one billion dollar relocation fee so it's not something that would be incredibly cheap for the a's even if las vegas pitched in public money and i think the ceiling for them is higher in oakland even if there are some terms that they have to agree to that they didn't necessarily want seems like this is kind of like hardcore negotiation public back and forth mm. with the tweets with the city council people you know saying what they say the amendments and then cavill saying today that you know this is an effective way to move forward by voting on this particular term sheet, even though the city did approve it. So it sounds good on the surface. And then when you listen to Cavill, it sounds terrible. 
But then when you look in between, you think it could really go in any one of a number of different directions, if that makes any sense at all. Well, <laughs> it does. And I appreciate you breaking it down for us a little bit here because we can put it into layman's terms, I think, in just a sec here. But if we're keeping the, the pop culture references coming, you're saying it's complicated. You go Facebook status. You go the movie, it's complicated. I'm looking at that Spider-Man meme, dude, where it's just two Spider-Men pointing at each other like, no, nah, dude, you, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. We're the exactly. same guy pointing at each other. <laughs> this is going on in the, in the public spectrum, as you're talking about here. So what basically happens is the A's make their proposal. The city says, okay, we approve said proposal, but it's actually not everything that you put down in your proposal. We approved a modified version of your proposal. And the A's and Dave Cavill are saying, well, we didn't necessarily agree to this. The city is saying, well, now it's on you, the Oakland A's, to make a decision upon the approved term sheet that we have approved as a city council. And I saw one city council person was quoted as saying, you know, if we judged all of this based on how the A's behaved, the A's would have gotten a no vote. But we're looking out for the people of Oakland. And so I'd like to believe always that that's true about a city council. I think in some cases it's not true, but you're talking about other viable options for the A's if they're to leave here and, and what it would cost them to go to Las Vegas. Commissioner Rob Manfred said last week that if you're thinking that this is a, a bluff for the A's, this is a mistake because we actually do think Vegas would be a viable place for the A's. So is the ball really in the A's court? I know you're talking about, you know, it, it's a very convoluted issue here. Do you think this is a situation where the A's say, fine, then we'll take our ball and go home? Or do you think that because this is now a 20-year drawn-out project for the A's that just continues to be crap thrown against the wall that's not sticking and vice versa. I mean, it's going back and forth from the city council. Do you think it's in their best interest or do you think that they believe it's in their best interest to take their ball and go home? A lot of it depends on stuff we don't know. We don't know what Las Vegas has offered them. We don't know what other municipalities might offer them. It's not easy just to you know throw some dust and sprinkle it on the ground. All of a sudden, the new stadium pops up with just in other places because they aren't California. It's still difficult. We're still coming out of a pandemic, I guess. I mean, I don't even know if we're coming out of it anymore, but I think that was kind of why the A's sort of added some extra urgency over the last few months. I mean, this is an artificial timeline that we're on right here. Earlier in the year, Dave Cavill was saying that they wanted to vote on this project by the end of the year. So this whole like July 20th thing and voting on a term sheet, this is sort of a new thing that just kind of sprung up and the city council agreed to it. There's still a lot of other balls in play. The county said they're not going to vote until September on whether or not they're going to be included in the whole IFD thing, which is a, a te- where taxpayer money that is produced by a project ends up getting diverted to something specific. In this case, it would be to repay the A's for infrastructure improvements around the site. And so you also have the environmental impact report, which has not been voted on either. And I think a lot of it, too, is uh, what Major League Baseball has to say. Major League Baseball might put out a statement before the A's even do on this. And, you know, you you mentioned, uh, I think what Manfred was talking about was in uh, response to a question from the Chronicles, John Shea, when John Shea got to do a little Q&A with him about Oakland. And what else is Manfred going to (laughs) say? You got me, John. We're totally bluffing. (laughs) (laughs) We were bluffing this whole time. There's no way we want to leave the Bay Area market. You know, in 2016, I said that we would look back on it with regret if we left Oakland. So, yeah, of course we're bluffing. We're just trying to get Oakland to give our owner some really nice terms and some freebies and some, you know, tax breaks and all all this kind of stuff. No, I mean, this is a negotiation on both sides, including the city council. This is the city council's way of negotiating. It was them saying, hey, we're going to get this very public vote and we're going to actually take the time to discuss it publicly, have a lot of quotes that are out there, show what our terms are. Our terms are going to look pretty agreeable, I think, to the average citizen, taxpayer, what have you. I don't think that the idea of affordable housing 
to most people seems so egregious, especially since with the Giants project, 40% of their Mission Rock project is going to be affordable housing. And those are things that are mandated by the state mm-hmm. and by the city. So the A's trying to get a waiver for that is something that's going to be a no-go for the city council people. But they also said today that the $352 million of extra infrastructure money that you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't going to be paid for by anything specific if they only had one IFD instead of two – and the A's wanted two, one at the Howard Terminal site and then one around Jacqueline and Square. The city just wants to have one IFD site that pays for all this stuff through tax revenue around the site of Howard Terminal itself. But they said that the $352 million that was unaccounted for would not have to be covered by the A's. They would find some sort of state's you know, money in the coffers for this. I mean, perhaps even MLB would have some money lying around to help out with the stadium as well and infrastructure improvements. So. There's a lot of things that were said today that should the city council, except for the one member who voted no and just sort of spouted talking points from the East Oakland Stadium Alliance, which is spending a lot of money to stop the stadium from coming in next to Schmitter Steel. Other than that, the other city council people sounded very, to me at least, thoughtful and willing to compromise. The A's initial response was to be kind of not willing to compromise at all. But that just could be negotiation. I think that they're going to probably have to talk to MLB, too, and see what their next steps are. Man, as you said, dude, at the beginning, this is very convoluted. It's not uh, clear yeah, cut. No, no, you did. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we didn't have any any straightforward uh, uh, response here, and it's actually like as far as the vote goes. You know, we went into that vote thinking, okay, maybe if if it goes one way, the A's will get their stadium. If it goes the other way, the A's could be out. It was far less dramatic than that. It was maybe the most boring possible way that this vote could have come down. But for A's fans, I guess it means that there's still possibly hope. Uh, as far as Rob Manford goes, we'd probably have to pick Travis Scott's brain to find out exactly what's going on up there and exactly what other offers are coming uh, from across the country. Uh, let me ask you this on the way out here, Steve. Uh, John Fisher, yeah. who you know we hear about, he's an absentee owner. Uh, we've heard he's made jokes in the past to the staff about how he's absentee. I read that in an article by, uh, by Alex Coffey. He used to be with us here at The Athletic last week. I'm wondering about him and if we're going to hear from him and if fans are going to hear from him because, I mean, these are playing good baseball for the most part. They could be in contention here at the end of the year. They could be in contention at the deadline. They could be heading to another postseason and fans could look at this and say, what reason do I have to show up? This team doesn't care. This team is going to leave. They're going to head out. I don't hear from the owner at all. It's it's very much like the Warriors and Chris Cohan was for a number of years, except that they're finding more success, the A's are, obviously, than, than what the Cohan years produced for the Warriors. So, so are we going to hear from John Fisher at some point? Is he going to speak up? Is he going to show up to these things? Is there anything on the horizon that allows you to believe he'll be a part of this conversation going forward? Absolutely nothing. I think that this is a true Cohan-type situation where just swap out Robbie Rowell and throw in Davey Cavill. It's really (laughs) kind of the same deal where, you know, he feels like he doesn't need to speak because Rowell spoke for him, and I think Fisher feels the same way. I think that we won't see Fisher, if we do ever see Fisher speak publicly, which may or may not happen, but if it does, it would be at the groundbreaking stadium, wherever that is. So we're talking, obviously, several years down the road here, whether it's in Oakland or Las Vegas or Montreal or Nashville or Portland or wherever. I think that might be the time when he finally steps forward and says, or maybe when they open a stadium, you know, uh, in 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, who knows? But uh, I don't think there's any chance right now that he's going to be a part of the public negotiating process. He's not going to be a part of those trips to Vegas, at least publicly. He doesn't want to be seen on camera. He doesn't want to speak. This is just the way it's been. So I don't see any indication yet as to why he would jump in and start, uh, you know, throwing his weight around now. 
as opposed to just having Cavill do his bidding for him. Talk to these guys, Branson and Bezos. Maybe they can play in a gravity dome on the moon. Maybe that's where they open the stadium. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll yeah. be it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, if the A's are having trouble hitting home runs, then that would, that would help. Yeah. See, Matt Olson would uh, probably hit some balls about, uh, you know, 50 miles. But uh, <laughs> maybe it would, it would help guys like uh, Stephen Piscotti and, and others who maybe aren't hitting quite as well lately. Still not sure how big of a draw the moon would be, Steve. So <laughs> we'll have to wait and see, dude. Hey, man, I appreciate the time. Appreciate you stepping by and uh, and paying attention to all this stuff and laying it out for us, man. We'll catch up with you. Talking more like hardcore baseball stuff as the season progresses. But thanks so much, Steve. I appreciate the time, man. Wait, actual baseball? We still talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people do, yeah. Looking forward to it, Adam. Thank you. Catch you later, man. That is not the reason most everybody gets into sports. It's not why we're sports fans, but it's something we got to deal with. And and the A's fans, man, I do feel bad, especially for the diehards. The fan base has been sort of stripped down to just the people who really, really, really care about this team. And it seems as though the ownership group, while they say it doesn't always display how much they care about the uh, the city and the area that, that has a very rich baseball history, going back to, of course, Oakland, Alameda, so much great baseball in the East Bay. I myself am from the East Bay and would hate to see the A's leave. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to the listeners. And thank you to Brian. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll keep bringing you every story in Bay Area sports that you need to know. The NBA draft right around the corner on Friday. Charlie Walter of CBS Sports Sacramento going to stop by. He's done some coverage in the past of the Cincinnati Bearcats. And, of course, of the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll pick his brain about where the Warriors should go with their couple of draft selections. If, of course, they make those picks next week. That's all coming up on Friday. Until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then.